Entrepreneur on Fire 1007. You're digging a ditch, you'll never get rich, you're in the army now. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you subscribed to the Fire Nation newsletter? Why the heck not? Text EO Fire to 33444 and you'll get gifts, resources, and value bombs galore. Ignite. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Get a business phone number that works as hard as you do. Go to evoice.com slash fire for a special extended 60-day trial. Visit evoice.com slash fire to get your special offer. Fire Nation in the house. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Andy Perdue. Andy, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Andy is a third generation newspaper man who has written about the wine regions of Washington, Oregon, British Columbia, and Idaho for nearly 20 years. He's the editor and publisher of Great Northwest Wine and wine columnist for the Seattle Times. Andy, take a minute, fill in any blanks from that intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Sure. Uh, well, I worked in, I've worked in newspapers for 30 years now. Uh, almost all that in Washington State, although a little bit in Idaho and, and Arizona. Uh, my dad was a newspaper man. My parents met in journalism class in college. My grandfather w- was a newspaper man for 40 years. So it's, uh, I married a reporter. It's, uh, it's in my blood. <laughs> so uh, I, I spent uh, 23 years in a newspaper here in Washington State before I decided that I was going to become an entrepreneur and do it my own way. And I've uh, never looked back. So you're at a networking party. Someone walks up to you and they say, Andy, what exactly do you do? How do you answer in 10 seconds? I drink and play on the internet. <laughs> and then they say, are you hiring? <laughs> uh, that's you. They say, how do you get that job? And what do you say? <laughs> I say, it's, it's the best job I could come up with. You'll have to come up with your own. Nice. Well, what I like about this is obviously you you tackle this with kind of an air of fun. you know, And that to me is really something that epitomizes fizzle. You know, as Fire Nation, who's been listening for the last six days, knows, this has been Fizzle on Fire Week, where I've been taking the founders at the beginning and then actual fizzlers the last four days, and we've been just talking about your journey as entrepreneurs and then your experience with Fizzle. And of course, you know, Fire Nation, this is the last chance for you to take advantage of that great offer of joining Fizzle completely for free, no no credit card required for a month, plus that great chat group call, which is going to happen after July 31st at fizzleonfire.com. So Andy, take a step back, share with us, um, you know, first and foremost, how did you experience Fizzle? Like, what was that interaction? Oh, nine months before I, I left my job of 23 years, and I was, a, I was an executive at a newspaper, uh, and I'd been there a long time, and I just uh, decided that uh, I want to do something a little different with the second half of my career, get back to writing, getting, getting back to, to doing what I loved. And I started to look around, and I started reading books and, and reading websites and, and looking at what I could do to be an online entrepreneur. 
And I came upon this website called Think Traffic, and uh, that was uh, 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 Corbett's uh, website before Fizzle. And I signed up for the newsletter, and I was getting the newsletter, and suddenly they announced this thing called Fizzle was going to be coming out. And you know, did I want to be notified when that was going to be uh, available? And I, you know, immediately replied yes. And then they sent out an email saying we're going to let in the first hundred people, kind of as a beta testers uh, on this date. Uh, and you know, be ready. And the moment I got that email, I, I was a fizzler within the first 15 minutes of the door being opened and <laughs> I've never looked back. It has been absolutely the key to my success. Wow. We are going to dive a little more into that in a little bit, but I kind of want to turn the focus now to you and your journey because the entrepreneurial roller coaster that we're all on has its dips. And that's one thing that I want to talk about now. I want you to actually take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and tell us that story. I don't know if, if it's an actual moment or if it was an accumulation uh, of things. And, and really what it was, was uh, we, my business partner and I kind of started getting caught up in the minutia of things and we weren't able to get to what we wanted to, to do. And, and we really felt bogged down. And I remembered reading early on about uh, virtual staff, about virtual assistants, and that kind of thing. And I had this uh, – uh, I, I went back and started rereading that because I never really felt like in the business that we created, which was primarily uh, writing about wine, that we would ever need a, a VA. And, and you know, that was kind of – we kind of reached that point where, you know, we got to do something because we're not going to – we felt like we were in a little bit of a ditch. So I, I would say that that was my – worst entrepreneurial moment, but I don't know that it was actually a moment. I think it was an accumulation of, of moments about probably a year into our business. Well, in this accumulation, talking out of Fire Nation, what do you really want to make sure that our listeners understand from that accumulation of moments that really made it tough for you, that really made it bad? Like, What lessons can you walk away with in hindsight that could really help us? Imagine you're in a ditch and the, the sides are kind of steep. And then at the top of the of the edge of the ditch is some barbed wire. And and that's what all this minutia that's getting in the way of your success is. It's this barbed wire that you gotta get out of the way before you can charge forward and and keep being successful. And that, to me that's what that's what all this was. It was just uh, a thousand tiny little things uh that, that were just getting in the way of our success. And that's really what it what it came down to was being able to to breach the barbed wire. Death by a thousand paper cuts, Fire Nation. It is real. And Andy, how do you feel like Fizzle helps with this pain point? I originally joined Fizzle for the uh, the video lessons because it was a lot like Lynda.com, which I, I really enjoy Lynda.com. And, uh, and Fizzle was a lot like that. But then I found out that the real key to Fizzle was the, was the forums, the community. And I would just go in and I would post uh, a question. And, you know, within, you know, a day you'd have, you know, 30 or 40 really, really high quality replies back. I mean, people who had either been there, who were there, who were going there. And you got this tremendous perspective from people who were doing it just like me, who were, you know, in their living room, in their, you know, working on their, in their underwear, uh, just trying to, trying to get by and, and, and achieve this dream. Fire Nation, the power of community cannot be understated. I mean, as an entrepreneur, especially as solopreneurs, we're going at this alone oftentimes. You know, we are sitting in our bedroom, in our living room, in our attic, closet, basement, wherever we're setting up shop, 
And it can be lonely, just you and a computer screen. But when you can find your tribe, find your community, and get the support and guidance from people who have been there and done that, it is absolutely priceless. So, Andy, let's move forward now. And you know, you, you, you're going to continue to struggle. You're going to continue to have those tough moments. We all do and will as entrepreneurs. But what's an epiphany moment that you've had at some point along the journey? I mean, there's been a lot, but you know Fire Nation. We're entrepreneurs, we're sidepreneurs, we're fizzlers. Like, what exactly do you look to as that key light bulb that went on? And tell us that story. I think it goes back to when I was working in the newspaper and I always felt like I was an entrepreneurial on somebody else's budget and I could come up with ideas and implement them. But uh, I always struggled with, you know, getting uh, approval from above, getting approval from from people who uh, count beans and push papers. And uh, I really came to a point in in March of 2012 that I wanted to be my own person, my own boss, uh, follow my own dreams, my own passion, uh, use my energy to achieve what I wanted to achieve and to bring happiness uh, to my life. And that's exactly what I did. I spent nine months uh, focusing on preparing. I mean, it was, I was, it was like boot camp training, learning everything I could to be an entrepreneur, to understand the legal sides of it, to understand the, the, uh, 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 all, all different aspects of this. And, and then I gave my notice at work after, uh, about seven or eight months and started off and, uh, I have not looked back. I've not had one single day of regret. So you are an intrapreneur. You are this entrepreneur on somebody else's budget. You are within a company, but you were working or you were, you know, wanting to be that entrepreneur, wanting to work on that thing. And then you became that sidepreneur for nine months, putting the hustle in that boot camp that you talked about. And then you did make that leap. Now, quick question. Did you make the leap pre-revenue or were you already generating some kind of income when you made that jump? Uh, it was pre-revenue. Pre-revenue. So are you still pre-revenue? No, no, no. We're two and a half years in. We're we're a six-figure business now. Okay. So this is pre-revenue. You made the leap. You made the jump. Was that scary? The first two weeks of thinking about it were scary <laughs> because, because I didn't know. It, I hadn't formed in my mind exactly the path I was going to take. I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't know how I was going to get there and exactly what it would look like. It took me two weeks of really meditating and thinking on it, figuring out what direction it was going to be, discussing it with people I trusted, uh, with mentors, and then... Uh, and then I had, you know, I don't want to say it was a vision or anything, but, it, but it became very clear what direction I needed to go. And, uh, one of my best friends, who's my business partner, who's, you know, also a journalist and he's actually been a journalist longer than I have. You know, he and I started this journey together and, and we have never looked back. I mean, we're, we're, we're still not making the money we were at the newspaper, but we're way happier and we're, we're, we know where we're going and we're no, we know how we'll get there. Well, let's talk about revenue. So what are the specific ways that you're generating revenue for your business? And that's interesting. For a journalist, uh, we don't necessarily think about revenue. We don't think about the money side. That's the dirty side of, of the business we don't want to talk about usually. We just want to write our stories, publish to the paper. Oh, that's so you cute. Know, yeah, I get the, yeah, it is cute. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody else has to make the money and we just uh, collect a, a paltry uh, uh, paycheck every two weeks. So we had to really think about how we were going to uh, deal with revenue. And so we came up with a five prong revenue uh, project and uh, uh, sources that we were going to do. And the first one was freelance. And we knew that uh, we couldn't survive on freelance because it doesn't pay that well. But we but we had some freelance uh, show up and it actually is a pretty good chunk of our revenue. 
Uh, we also knew we would have some advertising revenue on our website once we got enough traffic uh, uh, g- built up to uh, to be able to re- generate that. We do have some some of that. It's a small part of it. We never expect it to be a large part of it, but we expect it to you know to help pay some of the server bills. Keep the lights on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then uh, one of the big ones that we did is we started holding wine competitions, and that's Ooh. actually a pretty good revenue generator, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun too to to get uh, 20 wine experts together to, to taste a thousand wines uh, and to, uh, to do it's, it turns into research and, and content uh, generation for us as well, but it's also a pretty good revenue producer. And then two that we are still working to implement. One is uh, ebook writing, which we're in the, we're in the midst of several projects, uh, writing ebooks that we'll put on Amazon and other sources. Uh, and then also a subscription newsletter or two that we're planning to, to launch, which will be private newsletters, you know, low subscription rates. Uh, so again, that's sort of that newspaper uh, mentality of of having subscribers, etc. So we and we, uh, a few other uh, little ideas have come along that we've kind of put on the back burner. But uh, we wanted to make sure we had kind of this five prong revenue plan going in and knew what uh, what we had to do to get there. And you know, we're we're most of the way there, and we're pretty happy. I love that it's diverse. And that's critical, Fire Nation, because you never know when one of those prongs is going to dry up or if one of them doesn't pan out. That can't be where all of your eggs are. You need a diversified revenue stream coming in. You really want that multi-prong approach. And I love how you have some things on the back burner because you always want to be adding to that if possible. And, you know, one thing that I've definitely re- recognized and realized, you know, as now having done over a thousand entrepreneur on fire interviews, is typically and oftentimes surprisingly, traditional ways of monetizing are not the best ways of monetizing for the entrepreneur and for that, you know, one, two, three, four small person entrepreneurial team. The, the you know, the Google ads on sites and even the sponsorships, whatever that might be, that's traditional. And for us, I know for sure, and for a lot of my guests, it's the untraditional approaches that really generate the majority of the revenue. Like for us, it's Podcasters Paradise. I would have had no idea that was going to be such a major revenue stream when I started. And now it's like 70% of our revenue. And you know, for you, Andy, it seems like the wine competitions kind of came out of left field. And this is something kind of cool and new and opening up even more doors. So that's massive. And you have to think non-traditional Fire Nation and you have to get excited about it. So Andy, talk to us in just one sentence about one lesson you really want us, Fire Nation, to walk away with from this aha experience of yours. Well, I would say that uh, it, it's interesting. I've I read all these books about the four-hour work week and th- those kind of entrepreneurs who, who think you can do it in just a, a few hours a week or with very little effort. Uh, and then there's Gary Vaynerchuk, who you know <laughs> is the hard charger, uh, you know, never stops working. And, and I think somewhere in between there is a good balance because I've got an 11-year-old daughter, and I love spending time with her. Uh, I love spending more time with my wife and being home for dinner. And, and so it's, it's really a matter of keeping balance, but, but it is really, it's hard work. We publish four times a day on our website and we, we dominate uh, our region as far as wine coverage goes. And we've done that in a very short period of time. So there's a lot that I really want people to, to make sure that they take away from when it comes to this, because Fire Nation, it has to be about the 
runway that you're creating? You know, what are you doing that's extending that runway that's allowing you to continue to put good work out there? And, you know, a lot of people look at, you know, and, and you've even mentioned a little bit before, Andy, you know, the old traditional mindset for salary people is, you know, making money can be a dirty word, but you know, what's dirty is not being able to continue putting out great content that you're inspired by that inspires others. So you are obligated to come up with a business plan that works, that generates revenue so you can continue to do just that. And Andy, I want to talk right now about what you consider currently your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur. I think my biggest weakness is that I've I've got so many ideas. I've got I've got ten thousand ideas in my head and, and on my to do list. And sometimes I let the the idea of ideas get in the way of actually accomplishing things. And so I I, I work very hard, and I've done this with my uh, mastermind group as well of whittling it down to you know the the five things that are really going to push my business forward, the five things that are really going to push me forward. And then you whittle it down to the one or two things that are really going to push me forward. And then you whittle it down to the one or two things that I really need to accomplish today to push my goals forward for tomorrow. And then, and, and it, it really, uh, I think the hardest part is, is finding those priorities because we all want to accomplish so much and we all have, you know, just these million ideas we want to accomplish them all. We want to write, you know, the 300 ebook ideas that we have, <laughs> but we can't do it right now. We have to take a methodical approach to success. What's your biggest strength? I will not give it up. I will not give in. Uh, I will push forward. I will charge forward. Uh, I will be the best wine writer there is. I will, uh, I will do the best job that I can and I will not stop. Perseverance, persistence, Fire Nation, it has to live within you. What's the one thing, Andy, that you are more fired up about than anything else right now? Talking to you, man. Oh, my man. This is, hey, I love that and I love you for saying it, but this is your chance, man. Say something that's going on that Fire Nation can check out. I'm the uh, Seattle Times wine writer and that's that came on after uh, I started my business, so it wasn't part of the original plan and so... That has made a huge difference because the Seattle Times is the most important wine, yeah. uh, important newspaper in the Pacific Northwest, one of the most important on the West Coast. And for me to have that voice uh, and that position is an honor, and it uh, it really has has pushed things forward for me. That that's the most important thing that's happened to me. Massive. Well, Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. One of the great advantages of being an entrepreneur is having the flexibility to create your own schedule and not be chained to a desk all day. When you need to take a meeting across town, take a client to lunch, or see your child's play at school, you can. That's why eVoice is such an important business tool for entrepreneurs. It acts like a receptionist, but it's an automated phone system that answers your calls professionally and works with a phone you already use. So now you can be away from your office and have peace of mind knowing that eVoice is handling your calls whenever you need to focus on other aspects of your life. Life or business. You'll also get access to an incredible set of phone features like voicemails transcribed into text messages, conferencing, dial by name directory, and much more. Want to try it for yourself? Go to evoice.com slash fire for your special extended 60-day free trial. Fire Nation, this is a special offer for our listeners, so visit evoice.com slash fire today. That's evoice.com slash fire. 
There are a lot of great reasons smart business people trust LegalZoom.com. For starters, if you want to incorporate, form an LLC or nonprofit, file a patent or trademark, and get a DBA and more, LegalZoom helps you start the right way. Over the past decade, they've helped more than a million business owners just like you. But did you know that LegalZoom is also your first stop when you need advice from an attorney? LegalZoom's not a law firm, so they've assembled a network of independent attorneys in most states to provide legal advice and other useful services to help you run your business. So whether you need a contract reviewed or advice or whether you should incorporate or form an LLC, whatever your legal question, start with LegalZoom. And as always, they provide complete transparency with upfront pricing, customer reviews, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Make the right choice for your business at LegalZoom.com today. And don't forget to enter FIRE at checkout to save even more. Again, Enter FIRE at checkout at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. Andy, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Always. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I was in a ditch. I I thought that uh, I couldn't get out of it. I thought I was going to be in this ditch until I retired from the newspaper. And uh, then I figured out how how to build a ladder. You're digging a ditch. You'll never get rich. You're in the army now. <laughs> What's the <laughs> best advice you've ever received? Uh, the best advice I ever received was read The $100 Startup by Chris Guillebeau. Oof. That actually, and honestly, was the book in 2012 that helped me launch Entrepreneur Fire. Awesome. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Ernest Hemingway would end each day by uh, finishing, a, by stopping in mid-sentence when he was writing. And then the next day, he would get up and he would finish that sentence. And that got him into the mindset to write. I do that exact same thing. I stop mid-sentence. And then uh, the next day, I start and finish that sentence. And then I can keep on writing. Because uh, it's all about the mo momentum, Fire Nation. If you can just get that rock rolling a little bit, it's so much easier. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I've got to say fizzle. That's, that, that's the that's the one thing that does it for me. That's that's what does it for me. Fizzleonfire.com, Fire Nation. What are you doing if you don't take a free month, check out everything, and get on that group coaching call with Chase Reeves, Mr. Personality himself? And if you could recommend, Andy, one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Well, uh, I would say $100 Startup, but I already mentioned it. So I'm going to mention a different one that most people haven't read, and it's called The Entrepreneurial Journalist or Entrepreneurial Journalism, one of the others. It's, called, it's by Mark Briggs, who's a friend of mine. Uh, and it, it actually laid out the blueprint for my business. And I'd already been thinking about it, and then I read this book. And it shows and, – and it's not just for someone who wants to be a journalist or who is a journalist who wants to be on, on their own, but it, it shows how, how's an, how an entrepreneur uh, can – can create this path, this, uh, this blueprint for success. Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Andy, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would taste a lot of wine. I'd write about it and I would introduce that world 
to the greatness of Pacific Northwest wine. Boom. Fire Nation, find your passion. Find where your skill sets lie. That zone of genius right in the middle. And we just interviewed Gay Hendricks. He's coming up in a week, the author of The Big Leap, all about the zone of genius. And Andy, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Oh, sure. If you go to greatnorthwestwine.com, that's our website. Uh, You can also uh, find me on Twitter at greatnwwine and on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash greatnorthwestwine. And a parting piece of guidance. Uh, Wake up every morning, work hard, sleep. (laughs) fire nation you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with andy p and jld today so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com type andy in the search bar his show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today books resources and of course great Northwest Wine, his website, that'll be linked up. He is at Twitter, Great NW Wine. And don't forget, fizzleonfire.com. That is your key to unlocking everything that Andy's been able to unlock and just not even with a dollar having to transpire or whatever that word is. So Andy, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. It is my honor. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own podcast? Text podcast course to 33444. That's podcast course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444. And you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat. Have an inspired day and ignite.